The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk, and it is in everyone's best interest to consult a legal, tax, or investment professional. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of, and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Life Stages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Life Stages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to episode 59 of WTF, Wealth Tax and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, Certified Public Accountant and Personal Financial Specialist. What we want to do is continue from our uh, previous episode where we had uh, Dr. Tracy Price in, who's a chiropractor, and was talking about uh, an antiviral and vitamin um, regimen to uh, to stay healthy, because what we're trying to do at this point is tie in everything from the financial aspect that we already do, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be practical, save up for retirement, and do this and be very sickly and unhealthy and not be able to spend and enjoy your money on retirement. So we're tying all this in from a physical, mental, and uh, fiscal health standpoint, and um, what we're trying to do is, uh, there again, make this content uh, for everyone out here. And we'd like to see um, all of your uh, comments, um, what you, um, other ideas that you'd like to have for us. Go back to the last episode and uh, see that one. This one we're going to talk about with the doctor uh, about um, our microbiomes and uh, gut health. And you're going to see where this ties in from the last episode. So make sure that uh, you like us, you love us, uh, you end up, uh, what was that last thing that you said the last time? Uh, hit the thumbs up and ring the bell. Yes, see? So we got the doctor already <laughs> in on here. He's gonna be our cheerleader this time. And uh, <laughs> ding, ding, okay? So uh, without further ado, hi doctor, how you doing? Hey John, real good, great to be here. <laughs> yep, um, we had a good time the last time and uh, I think it was very informative. And even from the millennial standpoint with uh, Remington and Dean here, they got a lot out of it knowing that they have to cut back on their speed drinks and their buzzkill. Uh, what was that? Uh... <laughs> My eight energy drinks a yes, day? Yes, the energy oh, gosh, drinks, yeah. They have to go from 12 a day down to maybe I one I thought or the two doctor said that those, that was good oil. Oh, is it not? <laughs> you ever see the sugar in there? Those? No, I don't look at that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I will when I'm 40, and I'm like, oh, God, I wish I would have looked at that earlier. Now right. I know what the doctor meant by that. Either that or you can go back to eating, you know, like 80 pounds of spinach per drink, I think. Would that offset it? Yeah, anymore? that might do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about microbiomes. What are they? Does everybody have them, and why should I care? Yeah. So, yeah, the microbiome, it's become uh, a big thing uh, recently. Last, you know, last five to seven years, but a lot of research in it. And uh, basically, microbiome is the microbes in your gut and your intestinal tract. Right? Okay. So um, there's a lot of different bacteria. There's trillions of different bacteria in your gut. And what they're trying to do now, you know how they mapped out the DNA several years ago? Mm -hmm. And um, so they're trying to do that now with the gut. And then um, from that, they can see the good good bacteria, bad bacteria, and how to treat and kind of be more specific in their antibody therapy and what we can do to correct that as mm -hmm. well. So there's, you know, trillions of different names. And a lot of these names in the gut are um, very long and kind of 
uh, cumbersome to pronounce. So we okay. will, you know, really get into that. But um, I think th- how can we improve that? The overall picture of how we can improve uh, as individuals our gut is is the way to a good way to address this. Now, where what is my gut? Where is it? And is it uh, part of my stomach, my intestine? I mean, where am I going to find my gut? Yeah. So um, your gut's really a uh, thirty foot tube from your mouth to your anus. Right? Oh, okay. So um, I mean, your digestive tract, I should say. So if food comes in, there's, a, you know, there's a microbiome within your mouth as well. And dentists know this very well because uh, a lot of the endotoxins and um, bad bacteria can get uh, released from your mouth into your system hmm. as well. Uh, and my dentist kind of brought this to my attention several years ago of how these studies have been done um, from uh, periodontal disease and mm. things getting released from your mouth into your gut and then causing problems with the microbes in your gut. So mm. your food comes from your mouth. You got you know, chew it up, digest it in your mouth, goes down to the tract, into the stomach, and then small intestine, large intestine, and then you'll excrete it out. So most of the filtration or the, um, the um, nutrients get supplied to the body through the small intestine and then okay. large intestines were really a lot of the microbes then are and you don't want those microbes backing up into the small intestine that's uh one of the things called uh uh sibo small intestine bacterial overload okay um and essentially what that is is that your your microbes in your large intestine are backing up into your small intestine and then you don't want the reason you don't want that to happen because that's where a lot of things get excreted out of your um, uh, small intestine into your system. To that's where your nutrients are going to get. So when you eat something, okay. and you know you chop it up and it goes down to your stomach, your gastric juices in your stomach kind of break it up a little bit more, and then it goes in your small intestine. Then the carbohydrates, fats, proteins, nutrients will get um, released from the small intestine, and then it goes into the um, uh, large intestine to okay. get chomped up in the bad bacteria. And interesting enough, each bacteria kind of has their own um, their own job duties, right? So one might start uh, chomping down on uh, carbohydrates and create and break that down a little bit, and then the bacteria will finish it up, and then one will, the certain bacteria will be responsible for the protein, chomp that up, and then break it down to smaller, smaller particles as it goes through. So it's, it's hmm. really amazing what we learned over the years of the gut and um, how it affects the body. And because it's kind of a, um, it's hard to realize the symptoms that you can have that are coming from your your gut and what you eat. And um, there's a big disassociation with how people feel and what they're eating. Um, And I think uh, like, a perfect example of that is eczema, you know, skin mm-hmm. breaks break out. And a lot of that, a lot of times will come from the, the gut and bad microbes in your gut. In is that right? Yeah. So and who would think that, you know, you see this um, dryness and this rash and stuff on your skin, who would think that would come from the gut? But it does, it, hmm. uh, a large majority of that does. Now, when you're in there, um, say you get sick, and whether you got the flu or whatever, and I think we can tie this back into the virus that we had, uh, or if you get the uh, COVID virus or something, how does that interact with the gut? And I'm assuming it kills the bacteria. So then that's how we get these pre and probiotics. And yeah. how's all that tie in? Yeah. So which, usually, you know, the antibiotics you take are usually they work into the gut. So um, um, 
The problem is that when you take an antibiotic, a lot of times they kill the good bacteria along with the bad bacteria. It's kind of like an antibomb going off your okay. gut. And sometimes that can last for years, you know, and get that microbiome hmm. uh, back to where uh, a good, healthy state. Interesting enough, too, like it depends on culture you live in. Like um, people in America, their microbiome will be completely different than someone in a South Pacific Island. Oh, right? really? Yeah. So not all microbiome is different. If you And if you, you can actually change your microbiome from moving away and going into a different culture hmm. for six months or a year or so, and start, because you start eating different things. Okay. And um, so it will change your microbiome. Now, if, if you... Um Say you have that, and I've had uh, uh, an antibiotic or whatever. What if I don't build my microbiomes back up? What does that do, and how does that make me feel? And then, in order to counteract that, what should I do to build it back up again? Yeah. So uh, the term is dysbiosis. Uh, dysbiosis is uh, anytime when your uh, gut bacteria. Be- comes out of normal you, okay. know, you start having symptoms or your gut bacteria is not not normal functioning properly it's dysbiosis uh, so if you hear the term dysbiosis it means your your gut bacteria is operating like so the main thing is um, to try to get good bacteria back into your gut and that's mainly through diet and okay. good, you know bone broth things like that cabbage okay. fermented foods uh, sauerkraut cabbage things like that um, Some thing, of those yogurts and stuff that yeah, you see. Yeah, but you got to be very careful of yogurts because a lot of them have a lot of high sugar content. Okay. So if you get... Uh, that Activia, what about that stuff? Yeah. Is that good or is that still... Um, you have to look at the sugar content. Okay. Like kefir's good too, but a lot of that, especially if you're getting flavors, has like, I don't know, 15, 20 grams of sugar in a gotcha. container I mean, okay. or a serving size. I okay. Think. So you just got to be really careful of that because... That stuff is good. Yogurt is good. Um, it's, it's, you know, providing, you know, what, three or four or five uh, back, um, probiotic mm-hmm. to it. But you just have to be really careful with sugar, especially ones with the fruit flavored ones. Okay. Usually there's some sugar associated with that or some fructose in there. Okay. So, and that's one of the big driving factors of uh, creating dysbiosis is sugar. Okay. Sugar, flour, and bad oils are three, three prongs to that. And um, those are all going to affect the um, uh, create dysbiosis. So when that happens, what ha- what when it forms is what they call endotoxins. Endotoxins are kind of like if you can imagine it's a round cell, and from that round cell, there's little finger projections coming off of it. And those finger projections are leucopolysaccharides. That's, oh, okay. that, isn't, that, isn't that a good word? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like I went to the yeah. and got educated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't even have to have a board up there <laughs> for you to see. Right? <laughs> How did I remember that? I so, don't know. Uh, remember LPS, so leucopolysaccharides. So what they do is um, they'll diffuse out through the, the gut lining and um, – create these endotoxins and endotoxins are very inflammatory. And then these endotoxins uh, trigger ACE1, ACE2 inhibitors or ACE1, ACE2 enzymes. ACE1 enzyme repairs and ACE2 destroys. So what happens, those endotoxins stimulate the ACE2 inhibitors and start destroying um, tissues. Mm. And depending on where that tissue is, if, uh, if it's an arterial wall, then it starts, uh, you know, Creating, creating problems within the epithelial lining of the arterial wall, or if it's a joint, it'll start uh, causing problems within the joint. It almost becomes like a autoimmune 
uh, mm. problem. And matter of fact, a lot of autoimmune problems are from the gut because mm. of these um, polysaccharides being released, um, then the endotoxins, and then these ACE inhibitors. And there's a cascade of effects what occurs. Mm -hmm. So, and that and that's the other thing is that you know this all, this all takes time to occur. It doesn't happen with one meal. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a um, like a habit, if you would say, or a course of uh, lifestyle that uh, catches up with you over a course of time. How do I know if I might not be feeling well, but um, how would I know that my gut is upset and it needs looked after? And what type of a doctor would I go to to say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling good. Does my gut happen to have anything to do with this? Yeah. Um, well, first I would look at your, your diet and the, you know, the gastroenterologist, a lot of times they'll, they'll scope you and look and you make sure, you mm -hmm. know, obviously you want to roll out pathology that way, mm -hmm. uh, polyps and tumors and intestinal tract and things like that. It's good to have a screening for that. Um, but the other thing is that you just have a plethora of symptoms. You might have, you know, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetic, mm -hmm. um, uh, mental health. Uh, problems, um, autoimmune disease, things like that. So that's the deceptive thing about the gut is that you don't always have to have pain in your gut to have dysbiosis. Okay. You have symptoms distally from there to have dysbi dysbiosis. So now, does it cause, I mean, if I say I got sick after I had, uh, like we talked about in the previous episode, um, some breads or wheats, if you had celiac that's got to affect your gut right right so and that that's one of the things that people should be very conscious of is when they eat something how do you feel after mm -hmm. you eat it you know how do you feel so it can affect you fairly quickly oh yeah oh yeah yeah and the quicker it affects you um the closer it is to your digestive like if it affects you right away it's probably a stomach issue mm -hmm. affects you a little bit later it's probably a small intestine issue affects you later it's probably a large intestine issue so you can okay. kind of you know because the food's going to move down the system okay. as it goes along so that's one of the important things just how do you feel after you eat a certain item mm -hmm. and then you know if you eat multiple items together like you have bread and pasta which one is it so you have to kind of start splitting them out and see which one bothers you most because some people can eat some things and other people's can eat other things they found that in the gut there's certain viruses in the gut that um, people have different viruses in their gut and that they'll react to different foods like some people can't eat green peppers but some mm -hmm. people can so okay. it, it could be the microbes or mycotoxins onto the onto the peppers you hmm. know that that not all those things are um, free of viruses themselves. So, and we do carry around viruses in our gut. You know, if we've had uh, mono, you have the uh, Epstein-Barr virus. So okay. it's a matter of keeping these things in check. And if you get dysbiosis, it's hard to keep these microbes in check, right? So, um, you know, no one's 100% healthy and never have any you know, problems. You, right. you have to kind of just keep all these things in check. Health is a continuum. You know, you're right. either really, really sick or you feel real good but you can always sway in that that continuum sure at some point now if um say i um i had something that i got a i had the flu or something um can i automatically say and i didn't take any antibiotics i just had the flu i was sick for two or three days thrown up diarrhea whatever and i can can i assume then that my gut is going to be screwed up 
So then what should I do to try and get it back? Because you were saying like some of these could be upset for years and people just sort of go, well, that's just normal for me. And yeah. it's really not normal for anybody, even though they're used to it and their gut might be screwed up for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it can be. And uh, so the thing, first thing to start with is just to get back on a healthy diet and get the sugars and flour and uh, bad oils out of your system. You know? Okay. But keep in mind when you get sick like that, you know, people think of it as a bad thing and it's not fun to be sick, but it's, look how amazing our body is. It's it's getting rid of your toxins. It's getting rid of the flu virus by doing that, right? Okay. So, so there's like, a good thing about throwing up and having diarrhea. It's a, right. it had to get out, it, it's, so it's It's like done. a cleansing mechanism yeah. for your body, right? Okay. So, yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just then you got to get back on track and, and uh, get, that, get that straightened out. So that yeah. chicken soup is going to really help that. Yeah, as long as it's not from a can. Right, no. <laughs> no from a be, bag. No, it'd be from those chicken bones that, you know, we had from all those yeah. wings that we didn't eat. Or <laughs> right. But yeah. uh, so if we did homemade chicken soup, then Yeah, that's... some chicken, uh, organic chicken broth, bone chicken broth, okay. and uh, put a little bit of chicken in there, and then uh, uh, cabbage and, you know, Brussels sprouts. and Do all the, that uh, stuff, okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, and you, yeah, you keep going back to like the fermented stuff. So coleslaw, cabbage, stuff like that. Um, anything. Um, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Be good. Hmm. Then um, once you get to that point, how long does it normally take? I, my system's cleaned out. I'm going to assume I don't have any good or very much microbiomes. What's it do to Take that. Take a week or two to do this stuff. Well, or yeah. A if weeks, you or? know, if it's an acute illness, just a couple, a couple of weeks, you'll probably be back. Good. But if you have a long-standing um, problem, fibromyalgia that's been with you for years, or some autoimmune disease that's been with you for years, it can take a long time. You mm -hmm. can take a year of changing wow. your diet, changing what you're doing, changing your habits. Uh, that's going to make changes. Hmm. And it's going to be little changes because you got, you know, you got. You got it's it's a natural thing. You got to change nature over a course of time. You know, time repetition changes nature, not uh, acute changes. Now, I, I guess the the problem is to balance all this stuff. You know, from like you say, what you're saying is, you know, we're talking about uh, natural uh, ways to help yourself. Yet you go to the doctor for something, they're going to treat you with some type of a pill or whatever. Right? How do you fight that if you're going to the doctor? Uh, I mean, there's not that many people like you around that can understand the you know the physician side of it versus the practical side so how do we know we're on the right track or who to talk to yeah so um that that's kind of how i got into this because as chiropractors you know we always uh kind of tell that we treat the cause and not the symptom mm -hmm. right and and so much of the medical profession profession treats the symptom and not the cause so mm -hmm. they um, prescribe the medication treat the the symptom of the problem not the cause of the problem so um you know, you can always contact me at uh, sciencebasedhealthcare.com okay. or sciencebasedhc at google.com. Okay. Um, um, but you really have to look, you know, again, it gets back to the diet and uh, what look at the medication, what, what they're trying to accomplish with it. And, you know, sometimes antibiotics, it, it's a funny thing because, you know, they've been one of the greatest lifesavers of all time, but then... Mm -hmm. Now, as we use them more and more, they become one of the more problem things mm -hmm. of all time, right? Um, and now the viruses 
or the bacteria or super bacteria, you know, right? Mm-hmm. That some of the antibiotics don't um, work with it. Interesting enough, um, there was a study done uh, University of Cincinnati at the Children's Hospital that showed that um, kids with C. diff had such an abnormal abnormality in their um, gut compared to kids that didn't have chronic C. diff. Hmm. So it was the bad bacteria that were only overwhelming the good bacteria, and that's why they have this chronic C. diff. Um, so sometimes, and, and knowing these microbes in it is going to make the uh, antibiotic therapy uh, much better and more efficient because if you can identify the microbes that are uh, in abundance and mm-hmm. they're bad, then you can uh, we'll be able to develop things to specify those bad bacteria and rid them out of the gut and kill them off and then help the generate um, good bacteria. The important thing is, too, you want diversity. You know, you want diversity in your diet. So you don't want to just grow tomatoes in your garden. Right. right? You want to grow green beans. You want tomatoes. You want cabbage. You want lettuce. You want um, corn. You mm-hmm. want peppers. You want, you know, so you want diversity in your gut. So you want to eat diversity. The only way you get diversity in the microbes in your gut is eat diversity. Okay. You don't want to be eating the same thing day after day after day after day. Although no. I'm kind of guilty of that too. But if you got, <laughs> you know, if you're cutting out the sugars and, and um, bad flour and oils, um, your your things to choose from becomes more and more limited, right? Let me walk through a grocery store and how many things are in a box compared to how many things mm-hmm. grow off a, a tree or a, a come out of the ground, sure, you know, or out, off a cow, you know. So um, it becomes a lot different in a much smaller list when you cut out all the box stuff and process stuff. Now, you know, when we're looking at all, say, the vegetables and stuff, and you go to the stores and they got them all laid out with the vegetables and fruits and everything, everything looks great. But then there's also the organic aisle. They all look all gnarly and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. It's like, yet those are probably better for you than the rest of the stuff. Because, again, we're going back to these, uh, you know, all the The chemicals, insecticides and everything else. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a lot that's the problem, you know. How do you know where the stuff comes from? But you know, if you if you pick a fruit or vegetable or whatever, and you you eat that, wash it, you know, apple cider vinegar or something, you eat it, um, you're still better off than eating, you know, bo- something box that has a bad oil in it. Um, but yeah, organic's better, especially things growing in the ground, you know, because if it's bad soil, you know, like say a carrot for for example, mm-hmm. if it's bad soil, that's all gonna uh, capture into the into the vegetable. So, I mean, the absolute, absolute best thing is just to grow your own. Right? right. So, you know, you're using all all organic and it's coming from a good source. But, you know, you're kind of limited in what you can do with that. Too. <laughs> but yeah. I would say, you know, vegetables and stuff like that, try to get it organic the best you can. Yeah. And things that grow from a tree, uh, make sure you wash it or mm-hmm. plant, make sure you wash it first. So, so from that standpoint, so then there, there again, we're going back to, um, like we said in the previous episode, that uh, a good diet, some good exercise. Diet, yeah. and- it's really a three prong thing, I think. It's a, a diet, exercise, and plenty of rest. Okay. Um, they've studies have shown that rest really upsets the microbiome. Um, and um, a funny thing about it too is the exercise has been done in moderation. Like they've shown that marathon runners, mm-hmm their microbiome gets really out of whack. Really? Yeah. So because you that hard, intense exercise, the body kind of goes into a state, oh, a shock okay. state, and starts the um, good bacteria 
uh, or the bad bacteria starts overtaking. Also, stress is amazing that the, how the bad bacteria kind of take advantage of that. Hmm. If you're in a stressful situation, the bad bacteria kind of um, uh, uh, really perpetuate on that, that the okay. body's under a stressful situation and start growing more. And so, um, you know, but, and by doing, eating good and doing those things, you know, the things that you eat can cause the, to the good bacteria to multiply as well. So, so it sort of goes back to those oils and stuff. So the, yeah. the butter is still better than margarine. Right. Right. So how, and the, the, the oils can get very complicated too, because, um, you know, is it monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, saturated fat, unsaturated fat, you know, and mm -hmm. trying to separate all these out is very confusing for most people. So just try to make it simple. I mean, if it's a processed oil, like a vegetable oil or, you know, Crisco or um, a bottled oil type of thing, um, other than olive oil, fish oil is good, coconut mm -hmm. oil is good. Coconut oil is medium chain. Most of those processed oils are long chain oils. So what that means uh, just biochemically how they're made up oils are made up of a, like a carbon chain mm -hmm. and the longer the chain is the harder it is processing through the gut the shorter shorter the chain the easier it is to process olive oil is short chain fatty acid coconut oil is medium chain uh, fish oil is short short chain um so and olive oil is short chain too yeah, yeah. so okay. um it, it's like anything with a smaller surface area it's easier for the gut to break up and, and go through, and it doesn't have the endotoxic effects mm -hmm. and create the endotoxins that a long chain does because okay. then you have to get all these bacteria to kind of gobble that up, and then those will get released and create endotoxins because of the you know, bad bacteria being produced. So um, you, you, know, the, you really have to watch the flour, the oil, and the sugars because those are all stimulate bad microbes in your gut. Now, what about <clears throat> when we did the... Uh previous episode about the antiviral strategy with the vitamins and that are there any of those vitamins in particular that help the gut that would um, assist on this side of it as opposed to you know preventing the antiviral stuff yeah uh, vitamin d is a big one that helps again, the gut okay. yeah and um, uh, melatonin helps the okay. gut too yeah vitamin d is a big one yeah see my wife's always on me about uh she's got these red capsules that well there's some of them that are fish oil then there's other ones that are resveratrol yeah. and then uh, turmeric yeah. and all that stuff. So can you tell me that, you know, is she crazy or am I, is she poisoning me slowly? <laughs> is, that, no. or is that something that, does, you know, no, I'll uh, actually take advantage of? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because a couple of things. Uh, so I mentioned the fish oil was good, but the, the fish oil is good. You have to look at two things with the fish oil. <clears throat> Excuse me. One is that um, how it's processed. And you got to find a company, and this is hard to do unless you know, like, the company and the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. um, is it processed from boat to manufacturing right away? Because some of these cheaper fish oils, they'll keep them in vats up to a year. Oh, wow. And typically those... That doesn't even sound good. No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> those are typically the ones that you take and you start burping up and you taste like fish oil oh, all day yeah. long because oh. you're burping up fish oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, like, that that's the bad fish oil. <laughs> I could okay. I think I wasn't a doctor, and I could have told you that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other thing with fish oil, you want to make sure that the toxins are are filtered out of it because they're getting at these from sardines, tuna, things like uh, that. Okay. Most usually sardines, but um, you know if they're getting from 
tuna and those type of fish um, that can be high in mercury and things. Oh, so if okay. you don't filter those toxins out and make them pure, then it's a detrimental effect. So those are two big factors with fish oil. Turmeric is um, excellent so anti-inflammatory source. Okay. Um, again, you got to kind of be careful with that. And you, you really, it's good to know where it's grown because turmeric, you can take it in liquid form or curcum in a tablet form. Um, but turmeric's a root uh, plant, grows into the ground. So you want to make sure the soil's good where it grows in. Otherwise, it's going to capture a lot of those toxins in the soil and they got to clean it out. And uh, biotics, which has to be ordered through a physician, but they're one of the best turmeric because they put in the emulsified formula. They lab tested in, lab tested out. Um, the emulsification, what that does, it spreads the um, nutrient over like a, a, a wider spread so it's easier to absorb. So that's a really good uh, one to take. But turmeric is a good good supplement to get. What, what other one? Uh, resveratrol. Oh, resveratrol, yeah. And that's a good one to take for uh, like an anti-aging type of thing, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you really can't tell then that I'm 708 years no. old. Is that it? <laughs> good, that, good for my age. Is that why they call you Moses? Yes, sir. <laughs> that's because I'm slow. No. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another one. Uh, the uh, Going back to that, when you're talking about the micro, um, we also have these capsules that are uh, for probiotics. And she has me taking those, but then... On part of that, you were saying before that some of those don't even get past your stomach acids. Yeah. Now, what, they, to, so they, what do uh, we have to do there? So they have, uh, there's um, some research that shows about 90% of those on the market won't even get through the stomach because of the gastric juices uh, okay. uh, destroy them. The only one I found that has research and documentation to back up that they do is uh, microbiome labs. Okay. And they actually have studies shown that they get into the um, gut the intestinal tract. And not only that, that it's a spore form. So um, when it gets into the intestinal tract, it'll actually start multiplying in the intestinal tract. So it, okay. it multiplies more uh, good bacteria into the gut. And interesting enough, you know, when we used to do a lot of our farming back in the day, um, it's uh, theorized that there were spores onto the the plants in that. And that's why we didn't have some of the gut problems we have now. Okay. Because of the spores that we were getting from the plants that we were growing. We just came just naturally. We didn't have to take probiotics and all that Because they weren't trying to kill everything off and saying, oh, it's not good for it. Right. And then we had talked uh, before about the glyphosate. So the glyphosate's a big driving factor in this too, because it'll actually erode at the gut lining, the mucosa of the gut lining. Hmm. And when you start to get erosion of the gut lining, then you start seeping um, even more endotoxins into your system. Hmm. And when that happens, then you become very inflamed. It, you, it, and that's what is called leaky gut. Some people have heard of leaky gut. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Your, your gut lining actually has microscopic openings in it where these endotoxins then get released and then cause inflammation within your, hmm. in your body. Uh, Microbiome Labs has a, a great, um, it's called mega mucosa that, um, it's like a powder that you take with your drink and, um, it helps heal the gut lining as well. So it's kind of a, they have hmm. a kind of a three-step process of probiotic healing the gut lining and getting good bacteria into your gut. Hmm. Now, if, if that would be the case to take in those probiotics, are we going to have the same issue like, uh, taking, um, 
like you said, some of the vegetables and stuff, if they're going to be broken down, are they still going to get to my gut, you know, from the stomach? If there's, uh, they can prove it that yeah. it, their probiotic gets through the okay. through the. But through what the about stomach. just vegetables or something like that? Oh, just regular, would they get through? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. they get through. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're they're made to get that way. Right. Okay. Right. Natural way is always the best way. Okay. Yeah. As far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. From that standpoint. You gotta oh. you gotta heal nature with nature. Yeah. Yeah. What um, if uh, if we were to encapsulate this whole series that we talked about from uh, the last episode uh, about the viral, uh, antiviral um, um, concoctions to take and cures to the microbiome, what would be just a general overall way for someone out there listening now to say, okay, I'm going to get on this regimen. Where would I start? Uh, how much of this stuff do I need? And there again, you know, we're trying to tie all this in with being f fiscally responsible so that they're not going to go broke trying to do this or eat everything organic because I know that's more expensive. But um, try to do this in such a way that uh, going forward they can be healthier and live a longer life so they got more money to spend once they save it with us and we do all that stuff. Right, yeah. Because, you know, when you get older you can retire you want to have healthy joints if mm -hmm. you if you become immobile because of your joint function and how you can move that leads to a cascade of problems too right because if you can't move and exercise then um you're going to gain weight you gain weight you die back you get heart disease on none so the first prong of it would be um obviously the diet and you hear you know well it's more expensive to eat organically than it is um inorganically but it's not in the long run, it's really not because you're not buying medication. You're not. Um, you're more active. Um, you, you're you're um, not buying all the other junk in the boxes and bags and that. He's talking to me. <laughs> uh, so you're you're taking you know money away from that side of yeah. it, the junk side, and putting it into the good side. Um, so in and it's going to help you then. Um, be able to go walking and again back getting back to the three prong thing the diet is the foundation really um and you got to do that on your own you know you can't the doctor can tell you what's good to eat but i mean you can youtube and look and basically it's as simple as uh, finding things that you know grow off a tree or out of the ground and eat that and not box and process stuff because those are the really bad oils in there the sunflower oils the canola oils the um those type of oils um try to you know eat out less because mm -hmm. if you're gonna eat out the, it's you know the bad oils are cooking and if you're gonna eat out eat the salads and things like that not the fried stuff because um those are just typically canola oil is what they cook with in restaurants hmm. so the diet the exercise exercise has actually been proven i think i said that before good for the microbiome so mm -hmm. you want to exercise you gotta get that heart rate up and exercise it helps maintain your weight especially the older you get it's harder to maintain your your rate because your metabolism kind of slows down so you want to exercise um i think one of the best ways to to drive you to exercise is get a dog go to a shelter and get a dog a dog oh, really? forces you to go exercise <laughs> you ever see the studies of uh how many people uh walk if they have a dog compared to the ones that don't have a dog i mean it's phenomenal no so 
we had a dog and yeah it was yeah. always and you always did walking but right? i was walking at two in the morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well you're still that, walking that was, <laughs> that's not what i wanted to do <laughs> doesn't matter what time of day you walk as long as you're walking <laughs> yeah it so, was just yeah like a baby you know it was up every three hours or something taking a dog out <laughs> right right yeah especially when they're puppies yeah so that drives me a lot i have two dogs and if they don't go walk and they you know they're barking at me they'll, they'll go walk and so it's a, a great training partner um and then uh of course, then the um, the oils uh, with the diet and get plenty of sleep and rest because mm -hmm. rest uh, is very important. Um, if you ever seen these studies of people that work the third shift and get you know sleeping about five hours a day and stuff, oh, and I yeah. treat those patients and it, it's amazing how those patients just always look drained. Really, you know, <laughs> yeah, because they're sleeping you know four or five hours. They go to work all night, maybe sleep three or four hours in the morning, maybe a couple hours in before they go to work or whatever. It's just uh, it's just any other off shift is just not a natural yeah the circadiums you yeah. know the it's just the body was meant to move in the uh, circadiums of the sun mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the darkness so hmm. it uh it's the natural way Jeez, so no wonder so many people are screwed up we have to all work during the day and party up until 11 <laughs> with the coronavirus now, right. now we can party up. till whatever yeah. <laughs> with the curfew just yeah. lifted till daylight or yeah. dawn or last yeah. call i guess now yeah i would say if you're gonna do an alcohol you know you gotta make it fun you can't just be so strict and not have any fun yeah you know? so if you're gonna drink alcohol probably like um uh, uh hard liquor is a little bit better and mix it with like soda water okay. soda water not like um like Coke or Sprite yeah. or those, those carbonated beverages like that. Um, so like a vodka and a soda water with some lemon in it is the best way to drink the alcohol type of thing. I just usually either drink it neat with some water back or maybe on the rocks with some scotch or bourbon and stuff. But Yeah. You know. Yeah, so you're not mixing those sugary those sugary drinks with it, like yeah. the Coke and the Pepsis. And oh, yeah, that's it. a way to ruin good bourbon or scotch. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of... Uh, and, and wine that's not from the United States and that doesn't have the preservatives in it, too, oh, if you're yeah. a wine drinker. Yeah, yeah, the wine over there in Italy was fabulous. It was just, like I said, their, um, they called their regular uh, table wine um, was better than anything we'd have over here for twenty, thirty dollars a bottle or something. Right. You know, it'd or be more. yeah, it'd be interesting to see the sugar content in that too, because a lot of the United States wines have a high sugar content in it. As well. Oh yeah, they. It, it was just uh, totally, you know, totally different over there. But it was uh, it was really fun. The um, so like a, a couple of drinks a week or something isn't going to hurt anything. So no, that would, that no. would keep all that in. Now, do I eat M and M's with that? If I do that, well, that's that's kind of. <laughs> I have to do the spinach again, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so I've got right. bourbon, spinach, and uh, M and M's. Okay, so that that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is a no. <laughs> oh God. So, um, all right. Well, listen. I think uh, that was pretty informative. I I know my wife's going to listen to both of these episodes. She doesn't okay. listen to any of my other ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she listens to everyone. I'm going to say that. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but uh, where can they uh, get a hold of you again? Go ahead and say that. So it's uh, sciencebasedhealthcare.com. Okay. Um, we're in process of uh, getting the web page up. It's under construction right now, but it'll be up hopefully within a you know month or two. So what you know what's happened? I, I in the process of selling my practice. I was a chiropractor for 35 years, selling the practice, and now I'm. Um, 
I've always been interested in the the blood profiling and the and I got more and more interested in this and the nutritional aspect of it because I think I can really help more people that way. Gotcha. And uh, so this is a, kind of a new undertaking in a way, but it's something I've been doing for a while. Just okay. Always have been doing, just not to this extent. And uh, or contact me at science based hc at gmail.com okay all right cool well i hope this has been informative for everybody um we'll get back to our uh, financial talks uh next week but uh, what i want to do is say thank you again subscribe to our uh youtube channel like us love us do everything else you can to promote this and uh i hit all three oh, oh <laughs> i didn't hit what else notifications oh notifications what about them Turn them on. Yes, turn on your notifications. <laughs> this oh is, my gosh. Can you tell this is all scripted? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, well, thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, give the doctor some love here, and uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll treat you right. Thanks again. See you next time.